Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. We are so excited to continue on with a series that we started last month. Yes. And I mean, it is October now, no. so welcome fall. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I, just, I used to not really love the fall because it meant impending winter. Really? But I lived in Nashville long enough now to be like, no, oh, the I fall's the pretty fall. great. And it's October's the best month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a lot of really exciting things happening here in Outreach literally this week. We have Mm -hmm. a lot going on this week. And we are right in the middle of our guidelines and empower workshops Mm -hmm. that are happening here. Um, Honestly, my favorite part of our job here. I love, love, love doing these workshops. And we actually already have our 2018 dates Mm -hmm. up. So if you're like, what's an empower workshop? Well, go to our website. Yes, check it out. Go to mercymultiplied.com backslash empower workshops. And it's empower without an E. Mm-hmm. Just, it's, you know, it's cute. Just a capital M, <laughs> capital P. Hour. Not confusing. Yeah, not at all. Um, <laughs> but if you are interested, we already had people, man, for weeks now who've been asking, I can't come in October, but do you have mm-hmm. any for 2018? So we got on it and we got our dates up. And so we would love, love, love to have you if that's something that interests you. So that's just one of many things going on yeah. right now in Outreach World. It's so much fun. Yeah. We love our job. <laughs> so last month we started a really great series. It's just been fun to see it unfold um, on the roots of addiction and really discussing the different needs, mm-hmm. our healthy needs. That are at the root of just different things that can manifest in our lives. And so often what we can do is we have a healthy need that we meet in an unhealthy way. And yep. that is where this addiction comes in. And so we've talked through the need for control and value um, and have hit on addictions such as eating disorder, self-harm, work as some of those unhealthy needs. And mm-hmm. so as we've been so grateful every single week so far, including today, we have Brooke Keels, who is our executive director of counseling services. You can tell I'm looking at the ceiling and thinking this through. Brooke is back with us today again. Yay. Yay. I love being here. And I've noticed the last couple of times we've done this, you guys haven't had to read that. I know we haven't mm-hmm. been reached. We haven't memorized. That's so good. That Although I was lot. looking at the ceiling as though it was written up there, but it's not. That's okay. <laughs> So today we're discussing the need for comfort, which is something that everyone deals with Mm -hmm. as all of our roots that, you know, the enemy can manipulate and turn into um, not great things. And Mm so um, how we meet this basically this healthy need for comfort with unhealthy and destructive addiction to Mm -hmm. food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a couple of months ago, we had a listener email us and encourage us to discuss this topic, particularly the addiction Mm -hmm. piece of it, you know, Mm -hmm. with food. And so this is one that we could pretty much say is an epidemic in our culture. You guys have heard about it. There's lots of documentaries. Um, And so there's a lot of, you know, significant consequences for in our culture, right, Mm -hmm. on our health for our children, just lots of that. And so I think everyone could acknowledge, yep, that's an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, May not specifically be for you, but I think it probably is more than we ever really talk about. I mean, honestly, I'm not always big on stats and numbers, but Mm -hmm. when you really look at the statistics related to this specific issue, it's it's pretty crazy. And researchers are actually estimating that in the year of 2020, 
Mm-hmm. Three quarters of the American population is likely going to be overweight or obese. Yeah. Um, three quarters. Um, and so, and even now, like the latest figures from uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention as of 2014, 2014, so that was a few years back, mm-hmm. shows that more than a third of U.S. adults aged 20 and older and 17% of children and adolescents between the ages of two and 19 were obese. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really is, as you said, Brooke, like it's just a growing, an ever-growing epidemic in our culture today. And as we know, I mean, it, it affects our, our hearts. It affects, I mean, diabetes is a, is a huge health ramification of, of that. And there's just a lot of different issues and struggles with health. I mean, even death that can come yeah. from this specific issue. And really, at the end of the day, I mean, we talk about this. It, it is a natural struggle, mm-hmm. um, but it also has such spiritual ramifications on us as well. Mm-hmm. And so this is just one that we did not want to skip by in this in these conversations on addictions because this is this is something that can really affect somebody's ability to run the race that's been marked out for them yeah. not just only physically but also spiritually it really mm-hmm. hits both um, and so we wanted to be sure and focus in on that one today yeah and I love it because we were talking through these topics um, you know a couple months ago now and we did receive that email from a mm-hmm. listener and she said specifically this is something that I really struggle with and I believe she had been listening to the pornography um podcast had said, I think at some point, Brooke, you had said something along the lines that there is this addiction that plays out and it can come through pornography. It can come through food. It can come through all of these different things. And I think for her, it was a moment of going, oh my goodness, that actually is how it plays out for mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. in my life. And what I loved about that email is it actually just confirmed that we are on the right track because we had already been right. planning to kind of talk this through. And so I love it when we're able to hear from listeners who are like, hey, this is something I'm really struggling with. I'd love to hear what you have to say. What does the word say? What is the practical takeaway? And so today that's really where we're going mm-hmm. is just talking about that food addiction um, and how it really is rooted in one's need for comfort. And as we've said, time after time, week after week, every single one of the needs that we're hitting on, whether it's a need for control or value or today comfort, these are healthy needs. These are God created needs in us. But if we begin to meet our needs in unhealthy ways, that's where the addiction can come in. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable as well. We've talked a little bit throughout our time, especially, you know, week one and two, we talked about what addiction is, how it plays out, and even hitting in on that brain chemistry piece of things, that it's so much like this, the addiction to food is so closely related to addiction in a lot of other ways Mm. and the way that it impacts our brain chemistry, Um, much like alcohol, nicotine, narcotics, Mm. all of those pieces. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, um, the part of the pornography podcast that you're referring to, you know, my point was that if you, you're meeting a need with this thing, mm-hmm. right? So we can make it the really, what we feel is deviant. Yeah. Or it can be chocolate cake, that's right? And that's right. always mine, chocolate, chocolate mm-hmm. cake. And so, you know, it's, it's not, guys, basically it's not. Yeah. Okay. They have different consequences, but they're not great. You're still trying to meet a need. And, you know, respectfully, and I say this as a person who struggles in this area, mm-hmm. um, and is currently, you know, in that process of breaking free and have done it other points in my life, but just really healing from a lot of nasty root stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's not better. So I'm not saying this in a place of judgment. I mean mm-hmm. it in a place of compassion. But me meeting a need with cake is not any different than someone meeting a need with pornography. And what it turns into, though, is that it affects our brain, what we do, just like, you know, we talked about with addictions, right? The dopamine, the serotonin, 
serotonin and all of that and it gives us that release Mm -hmm. and then comes the shame yeah right and so you know i mean that's the thing that this is an area of addiction that brings a lot of shame yeah you know you'll hear people talk about you know you don't walk around in theory and have just like drugs laying on the street you know i walk around and there's hot dog carts Mm -hmm. i don't know which i don't eat out of hot dog carts personally (laughs) because i lived in new orleans for a while but anyway uh you know (laughs) enough said so yep we'll just leave that there um you know put that right there yeah and so you know i know that um this can be a lot different than Mm -hmm. other stuff that we've talked about as far as the not substances this is different from workaholism this is different from you know a need for control in some ways but also it's kind of not like that's Mm -hmm. the thing all of this stuff however it manifests in your life in an unhealthy way is going down to deep hurt roots that need to be you know healed and cultivated you know with the lord does Mm -hmm. that make sense totally yeah and I would ask you guys, um, just as people who have been counseling for many, many years, my hunch is that because this is really a very prevalent struggle in our day, is that there may be a lot of people who really are struggling with this as an addiction, but have n- do not recognize it as such. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree with that? Like, they're just like, no, I just like to eat. Yeah. It's right. not, I don't have an addiction. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean... <sighs> So I'm going to actually read this article the other day and they're talking about, I feel like every time there's this um, push culturally, we go one way or the other, right? So we went this really long time where everything we saw was an 85 pound model, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what the picture of beauty is, right? And so, and and I'm going to speak kind of obviously from a woman's perspective, but men deal with the same thing, right? And for them, it's actually more accepted. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah, you can be overweight and I mean, even just. TV wise, I don't know if anybody remembers King of Queens, but yeah. we always mm-hmm. joked about like, yeah, you know, the big overweight funny guy gets the really beautiful, you know, smart wife kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? That's kind of our culture in mm-hmm. some ways, like comedically. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but you know, I think that we go, um, and now we're saying, you know, be proud of your body and all of that. Yes, but we're also glorifying a body that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, what I want is the balance, yeah. right? And again, speaking from someone that that's in this place, like I, you know, I can't ever say that doing something to yourself that leads to diabetes, that leads to, you know, being unhealthy, not being able to spend time and do activities you want to do. Nobody sits on their couch eating the piece of chocolate cake. Like I'm really thankful I can't go walk a mile today. That's mm-hmm. right. Right. That's not what's happening. Right. right? Yeah. And so you want to be able to actually have a quality of life aside from the just take out the disease stuff that mm-hmm. all comes with being unhealthy and the junk in our food, but just being able to get up and do whatever you want That's or right. wear whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like be able to just go to a store and pick something out, like things that are very basic. And that is where a lot of the shame will come in. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't feel bad right after I ate the cake, but then I'm going to go to Target and I really need a new top. And then I, you know, this doesn't fit in that. And then usually, you know, you'll feel bad and everyone who struggles with this is going to laugh. Then you go to the Target eat food place, whatever Mm -hmm. that's called. The the food area. The food area. (laughs) And you're like, you know, so I really feel bad. So I'm going to get a large Coke Mm -hmm. or if they have a Starbucks, you know, I'm going to go get whatever. Does Mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it just feeds itself. Perpetual, yeah. Yeah. The same way that... Everything else we've talked about is cyclical or recursive is my Mm -hmm. favorite word. But yes, I mean, that's it. So, Hmm. um, so anyway, so I think that it's, it is different in a lot of ways, but that core root stuff is just so true. The same when it comes down to it, 
the roots are so similar. Mm. But isn't that good news? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that means that the same biblical principles that can address pornography addiction, can address food addiction, can address media addiction, can address whatever the addiction. Yeah. It's it's the freedom that Jesus brings yeah. through his word and through biblical principles that gets us to a place of freedom, no matter what is on the branches of the tree or whatever the addiction itself is. Yeah, which I think has been one of the most shocking and amazing things for me personally to learn since being at Mercy. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that, you know, the girls who enter into our program are dealing usually with a laundry list of issues. That's right. And every one of them is different from the other. Mm-hmm. Um and that can be overwhelming when you think about it from a worldly perspective of like, how in the world do you deal with so many different types of issues mm-hmm. in the same place with the same counselors with, you know, like, how does that look? And, and it's not to say that it's not unique and a different journey for every person. And it's not to say that at no point do we ever discuss behavior. Right. But at the end of the day, like you said, it is those same, it, it's, it's so often those same root issues. And so we are able to go after those things with mm-hmm. the same tools that we've been given from the word totally. and it's not to just kind of put a blanket thing on it oh that just sounds good like it actually really works yeah. and it works all the time we see it um and so that is encouraging i i would hope that that's encouraging yeah. for people to know like oh no how am i going to deal with this issue probably very similarly than how we deal with all the totally. issues that we've discussed and that's why series. even as we talk through these things week after week we almost giggle because we almost feel like wow we are being relatively redundant yeah we talk about renewing the mind but because it works it's yeah. what changes things you deal with your belief system and stuff starts falling off mm-hmm. that you didn't even have to just spend all of your attention on making sure you're eating healthy yes that's part of it of, of course. course right there is the reality of of the behavior and making sure that you're putting some boundaries in place. And we'll talk about that. But ultimately what we can do is focus so much on the behavior. We miss getting to the root Mm -hmm. and your entire life is spent dealing with behavior and it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But when you get to the root and you really settle into truth, I've watched it time after time after time. Stuff just starts falling off of people's lives where they're like, wow, I, not that I didn't have to focus on it, but I didn't have to spend all of this Mm -hmm. activity and energy going after this thing. Once I started to believe correctly, I didn't have a desire to hurt myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I really started to walk in self-control in different ways. You know what I mean? It's just such a cool thing. Yeah. Well, After saying all of that, let's go ahead and go back really specifically to this issue of um, an addiction to food Mm -hmm. um, with the root need for comfort. Right. But let's talk a little bit just about some of the signs of food addiction, you know, for people who are like, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is something like you might consider Mm -hmm. not saying that if one of these describes you, you officially have a food addiction. We're just saying that here are some of the things that, you know, could be playing out for you on a practical level um you know and and some of the most obvious ones are just a, a struggle to eat in moderation mm-hmm. like just this kind of constant overeating not listening to your body when it's like i'm full now right. but just a, a, always more 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 and also just sometimes there's that you know you've eaten a meal and then there's just an immediate craving right after for more food mm-hmm. um and then always giving in to that craving even if you're not actually hungry it's like i just want 
food regardless of my hunger level, right. whether it's in the middle of a meal or even after a meal sometimes. Um, so those are a couple of things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also I think um, secrecy, just kind mm-hmm. of hiding food, mm-hmm. um, you know, not being honest. Like if you're one who's tried kind of the accountability partner thing and then you're like, no, I ate great today, you know, as I'm stuffing wrappers of whatever, you know, right. away, you know what I mean? I think that's one thing. Another is, you know, Frankly, if your eating is associated with emotional feelings, mm-hmm. yeah. then, you know, that's something to look at. It can be shame, guilt. But honestly, if it's associated with happiness, you know, I mean, I grew up in the deep south and you feel bad, you eat. You're happy, you eat. Family's there, you eat. If you don't have food for when people come over, you go to the store and then you make something, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, a lot of that can be just a basic cultural thing. But we know when it crosses that line. Sure. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm thinking back to even... Uh, uh, I don't remember how long ago it was that we were talking on here about like how much you love chai tea yes. and how chai tea is like a comfort food for you. I actually just finished um, one. <laughs> <laughs> and just how there is absolutely a place of knowing where this has become a, mm-hmm. I can't live without it. Like I don't feel good today. I need comfort. And if I don't have my chai tea for me, it's fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> like if I do not have my fried chicken today, I'm not going to be okay. There's a difference between that and just being like, I'm sad. You know what sounds really good is some fried chicken. Yeah. Like it's very different from like an absolute need and mm-hmm. I can't live without this and just like a turn. So I, I'm glad absolutely. that you brought that. There is a balance. There is. Yeah. Sure. Knowing yeah. When you've There's crossed a that it's line. A, it's okay to enjoy sure. food. Like you should. It's a, it's a gift. It's an art, you know, all those things. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, when that line's crossed. Um, and also I think when you avoid or ignore the negative consequences to your health. Mm-hmm. I think this is just a huge one. I know for myself and for I have a couple of other, you know, friends who I mean, basically the Lord has been very clear to me personally like you have to get healthy. Mm-hmm. And this is and he's been really kind about it. He keeps reminding me, right? And and there have been times that I've consciously been like no, yeah, you know, and then that's a huge problem, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I've, you know, kind of been in, um, and he's just been so good to walk me through freedom with that. But other people who've literally, you know, gone to the doctor and the doctor's like, you're not doing okay. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do better, this is going to be a problem. We're talking diabetes, we're talking, you know, whatever else, heart disease, that sort of thing. And they've just said, no, mm-hmm. I would rather, you know, have Taco Bell or then do this or, yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, I think that when you're, it's the same thing. Like we act like it's a shocking thing that someone would put their health at risk with heroin, but literally just based on those statistics. And then I think just to even add a new one, I think that this is, this last generation was the first one that their life expectancy was less than their yeah. parents, right? Goodness so, me. I mean, we're willing to put our children through this too, because, hey guys, two year olds aren't obese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're playing a part in our children and our culture, that sort of thing. So if we're willing to say, no, I'll die as long as it's slow death, I'm good. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's not OK. Yeah. You know, there's just so. a real lack of the long view, because I know even in my own life, the things the Lord's challenged me with, even just with physical exercise and that whole side of it and just the strength, even if it's not just a physical body thing as much as it is. I want to be strong down the road when I'm 60 or 70, when you're in your 20s and 30s, it takes a real intentionality to go, I need to look long view because we live in this culture where it's right now and it's fast food and it's just this instantaneous thing. But to actually get intentional about going, okay, where do I want to be in 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years? 
that can really be a challenge too, to mm-hmm. step into that. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple other things to kind of keep in mind that could be signs of food addiction. This in itself would not just be one, but I think it's something to really be mindful of is sometimes there can really just be that distance in your relationship with the Lord, especially if it's something like you're talking about, Brooke, where it's like, this is something the Lord's been speaking to me about and I've been walking in disobedience. Let's right. just call it for what it is. I've not been doing the things or not doing the things that he's challenging me to. It can really start to create just that space and that distance in your relationship with the Lord, um, which is just hard when that starts to creep in. And really, lastly, it really are all, it really is those feelings of being out of control, just feeling depressed, angry, and really understanding continually that these behaviors are so cyclical. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard thing is like you step out and you go, okay, I'm waking up this morning and I'm going to eat better. And then two o'clock rolls around and you find yourself downing a couple candy bars and now you feel bad. And then you start to eat some more. And before midnight, you've yeah. suddenly fallen off the wagon, as they say. <laughs> right. And then you wake up the next morning and try it again. And mm-hmm. it just becomes this behavioral cycle where there's all this shame and guilt and yuck that continues just to perpetuate right. this real difficult place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think enlisting some of those different signs, I, I certainly want to go back to what you said earlier, Brooke, that this is not our attempt to just heap shame on you if you yeah. struggle with all these things, but totally. it's out of a place of love and care that if you are seeing a lot of these things at work in your life, it might be something that man, you really want to take a look mm-hmm. at. Um, but then as always, we never want to leave this with like, well, if you, if you see these, then you probably struggle with it, but right. you find some help, you know, right. but like, okay, so what are some really practical things that we can encourage people with yeah. and how to overcome? Cause we know that they can. And if you see this in someone else's life, yeah. I think there's that piece too, where you may be married or there may be someone that you really love that you're like, man, I have such a heart for the fact that they just are not taking good care of themselves. If right. you're seeing these things, there's that place to beginning to pray into how do I have this conversation. If we intervene with someone who's doing drugs or is struggling with alcohol, I would submit that this may be an intervention area as well. Mm-hmm. If you have someone that you care about or ministering to right. that's Absolutely. struggling with food addiction. Yeah. I mean, because it is, again, I'm going to go with it. It's the same, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and, and I guess in speaking to the people who know this is an area of struggle, I think a lot of times the enemy's like, if you would just try harder, right? It goes into that will, right. like, you know how to eat carrots and not a chicken quesadilla, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or whatever, specifically from Taco Bell. <laughs> um, and so, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I, I know, I, you know, for me personally, I was a five sport athlete. I did, you know, I know mm-hmm. how to do all of these things. Right. And when you find yourself failing, I think what we're saying is let's consider that there's some deep stuff that needs to be yeah, healed. So right. I think the lie is that it's just the surface deal that, you know what I mean? Right. And, mm-hmm. and the world's like, well, everyone is. And, right. you know, all the excuses we can make. And what we're saying is, hey, there's some root stuff that you can be healed from and not have to deal with this. And it doesn't require constant yeah. willing of health, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And totally. so, you know, one of the things then is to just acknowledge the real root to your struggle, spend some time with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and ask him what that is. What is the deal with food? Like why I feel sad. I want to eat, you know, and, um, I'm happy. I want to eat, but usually it's going to come along with, you know, the stress, the, I just don't feel well, whatever it is. And what brings me comfort in that time is food. Mm-hmm. And so just talking to him about what, you know, what is that? What's going on and let him point that out. Um, and I think I did, Identify the trigger foods that you need 
to avoid, right? Mm-hmm. To have a solid plan. So you kind of mentioned about like I get up and I'm like, today's the day. Yeah. And then, you know, by like 8.55, you know, we've mm-hmm. got totally. or whatever by two o'clock. And that's, you know, this goes back to that both and deal, guys. You have to plan well because your brain is used to you providing its happy dopamine and serotonin and all of that through food. Mm-hmm. And so if you expect your body to be like, yeah, this is fine, mm-hmm. it's not. Okay, mm-hmm. so pray through it, do whatever you have to do, but plan well. Mm-hmm. Okay, plan the snacks, plan the stuff, do whatever you have to do. And there's a piece of will that comes in it. But a lot of times it's just the planning out of it yeah. and then following through. And if you need the accountability of someone to check in every 30 minutes, yeah. how's it going? You so know, true. And a lot of that is just an honesty with yourself. And then if you eat the candy bar at 855, that does not mess up your whole day. Mm-hmm. You know what? Nope. I've got almonds for 930, you know, or yes, whatever right. it is. If yeah. that makes sense. So good. you've got to plan well to fight your body. And then once you push through that piece, the physical will come along with you. Your it body will. wants to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it really does. Mm. That's good. And I think, too, it's just really seeking the Lord for his strategy and his leading. Because mm-hmm. as we've said over and over again, this can become just a natural thing where we just line out the things and we feel like it has to be a certain way. But if we do not include the Lord into this, as in any addiction, you will not overcome. I genuinely 100% believe true freedom cannot happen apart from Jesus. We can behavior mod ourselves to death and do okay and maintain and manage. But as far as true freedom, that's not going to come apart from the Lord. And he has this amazing way of simplifying, giving a strategy that we need. You may have two individuals that are very much alike that are overcoming food addiction. The Lord will tell them two very completely different strategies because they are individual people and individual sons and daughters of God. And so as much as there's all those ways of going about it that you need to put in place, if you don't seek his specific strategy for you, you will not overcome to the same Mm -hmm. degree. And so it's really giving him a voice into that. And as we've said, and we'll continue to say, this is an area that you need to seek out counseling, seek out accountability, really even looking into some nutritionists and just different individuals. This is one of those areas that if you can have a team around you, it really, really helps, especially if you don't know the things to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk about knowing that you need to eat some carrot sticks and that's great. But when it comes to true nutrition and what your body really needs, there is an art to that that I know I'm so grateful for people in my life who know that because I don't. And I've learned so much from people who do. And so building a team around you, whether that's friends, counselors, accountability, people who know nutrition, just to help educate you so that you have the information that you genuinely need Mm -hmm. to make the right choices and to feed your body what you actually need. Mm -hmm. So when you do have that piece of chocolate cake, it's a treat and it's enjoyable, but it's not the entire chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. And it's a place of balance that allows you to live free. Yeah. Well, and broken record over here is going to say, as always, you can do all these things. You can set all these parameters. You can have the accountability. But if you don't do the hard work, you're not free. Mm -hmm. And you'll either just be miserable and you'll get frustrated when you fail or whatever, or you're going to end up turning into something completely different for that source of comfort that you have not gotten answered yet. Mm -hmm. And so to always go back to the importance of, of yes, asking the Lord to help you identify those roots, doing that heart work, the renewing of the mind, the forgiveness that might need to be, mm-hmm. that might need to happen, the healing of hurts from the past that might need to happen. That I mean, I feel like that one's probably a big one. I mean, you're seeking comfort because there's pain. That's right. And so maybe there's some unhealed hurts in your life. And so whatever those things are that I do think the Lord reveals and that hopefully could be revealed through even counseling or whatever it might be, that you do that heart work so that there really is an actual freedom that comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've talked about this 
this again a whole lot of times with addiction. <laughs> so we're going right. to do it again. We're going to do it again. You can't just stop. Like, yeah. There's a reason. You know, again, no one sits around like, I want to be unhealthy today and this is a good life. Right. Yeah. And so there's a reason. And so take the time to heal from those things outside of, you know, don't take the time to go do the next thing and will yourself and force yourself. Take the time to deal with the roots, renew your mind, you know, heal from those places so that this is not an area of struggle for you mm-hmm. for the rest of your life or that That's you don't right. replace it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I mentioned this on another podcast, right? The correlation between people who get gastric bypass or the sleeve and then um, the secondary addiction that comes usually to, you know, um, actually usually to painkillers yeah. and things like that. Like that's, there's a really high correlation guys. And so, you know, that just lets you know, just go ahead and deal with it. We don't, we're not going to do a quick fix and then act like everything's fine. Right? right. So, I mean, and that's, you know, no judgment for the people who get that done. That's between you and the Lord, but just mm-hmm. make sure that anything you're doing, whatever that is, workout plans, anything that this is, a, the you're dealing with the heart work. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and I, um, I think that too, like really taking the time to ask the Lord, just who he says you are, mm-hmm. like, you know, and when you identify those lies, especially about food and, you know, wherever this starts, follow him where he takes you because mm-hmm. it may be places you didn't even realize and let him start replacing those lies when, you know, this is a lie, I believe, Lord, what is the truth? Mm-hmm. And let him share that with you, write it down, journal it. We talk a lot about that in the Keys to Freedom study. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, because I can say this personally, that was a huge place of freedom for me it was actually right. working through the, the Keys to Freedom study mm-hmm. and just taking the time for yourself because we don't do that. Mm-hmm. So take that Keys to Freedom study work through it on your own about yourself and it can be any of these issues and let him reveal some stuff and let that be you know a part of the counseling and everything else that you're getting done yeah well as we get ready to wrap up for today we just want to really remind you that just like any other addiction it is possible to overcome Mm -hmm. and I'm glad Brooke that you pointed out the keys to freedom because I was going to say the same thing if you have not heard about our keys to freedom study we encourage you to jump online and check it out what it is is really just a study eight weeks of taking you through all of the different keys that we do in the residential homes with our residents. It's put it into um, just a means for people just out in the community. You can walk it through individually with someone else. You can do it as a group. Um, but it's a really, really powerful study. We've got yeah. so much testimony and people just communicating with us just the cool things that God has done through it. And it really is about equipping mm-hmm. anything that you're dealing with, whether it's a significant addiction or just other areas that there's something to be said about all sons and daughters being equipped with biblical tools. And that's really what this is about. And it will position you to learn these things to then put into work when it comes to any of these areas of addiction that you're overcoming. Yeah. And I just want to add the thing that, that Keys to Freedom really did for me personally, and I think other people at a different place, is that you were able to, or I was able to, and I think, again, other people have said this, you're able to kind of love yourself through mm-hmm. the healing process, yeah. right? So you don't feel like it helps just alleviate that shame so you can take the time to heal because you're building your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So especially with food, a lot of people, it's not just shame about eating, but shame about how you look, how you feel, all of that. Yeah. Like that was what was really amazing for me was that. That I was able to to love myself through mm. that process because I was learning how the Lord loved me. Yeah, yeah. So, so I just want to add that. Well, we hope that so far y'all have been enjoying these conversations, and as we move into October, we're going to keep right up with it, talking through these different needs that we're meeting and the ad- different addictions that can come in. So we hope that you will join us next week. 